and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the stress end effects because Joey, Dellen, and I, uh, well, we get pissed off at people who just want to be dumbasses. No, that's, 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 that's good enough right there. I think, I think we can just, just put a pointer right on that and just be done with it. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Uh, this is going to be an interesting night for a couple of different reasons. I'll fill you in as we go along. Top left-hand corner of the bingo card of North America, which on your screen is actually uh, on the bottom left-hand corner. At the mo- Dallin, hi. Good evening. How are you? Uh, good evening. Not doing too bad. Um Still just keeping on, keeping on with uh, all things considered. That's a that's another show. That's 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 on P, uh, that's on NPR. We we don't we don't deal with that show. There's a handful of people that actually snickered at that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm yeah, that, to me that wasn't a snicker. That was just a Jesus yeah, I know. Christ I know. again. Really, <laughs> really. It's bad enough. I got you Wednesday night. Is down into the right into the Midwest of the U.S. Bridget. Good evening. Good evening. Moving off a little bit further towards the seaboard, Unreno Tech. Good morning. Good morning. And cross actually the raining, yeah, which well, is nice. The, the, I, I like the rain. I find it to be soothing. That and it, I have a whole bunch of wild onions growing in uh, in the planter next to my lawn, and I was just thinking, I really need to water these. Not anymore. Nope. Yeah, and I was just thinking Eddie Rabbit, but uh, nobody nobody remembers Eddie Rabbit. And across the water, over into Paris, France. Good morning, Joseph. Good to see you. How you doing? You're muted, by the way, buddy. Yeah, I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, fine. How are you guys doing over there? Um, you know, I, I can I can go ahead and say that f- for right now, for myself, I'm doing okay. Uh, I did not have a really great um, day Thursday, but um, I ended up having a good night, and it's it's actually carried over. I got some I got some good stuff done on my computers, so I'm I'm pretty happy on that part. Awesome. Yeah. So hexadecimal, yeah, my uh, my home server. Uh, I finally figured out what part of the problem was with me trying to share a RAID array for keeping all of my music. I read I read your report. <laughs> I'm going, you know what? He learned that lesson in a shorter period of time than professionals that I have worked with. Yeah. And, and honestly, without sarcasm, truly, bravo. Yeah, so the short version of it was I was trying to I was trying to share a raid array on my home server, codenamed hexadecimal, because She's been a pain in my butt for too long. And I mounted the RAID array into the root directory, which in the Linux hierarchy, nobody is supposed to have access to that if they're not actually physically sitting at the keyboard. So when I tried to access that from my network and it said, mm, nope, not allowed to go there. Uh, okay, why? Oh, oh. So after doing a little bit of Google Foo, it finally turns out the error message was basically saying, uh, dude, nobody's supposed to be available to 
access that, so you need to mount that somewhere else. Oh, okay, so what if I mount it inside of Hexadecimal's own user directories? Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay. So I, I transferred all of my uh, my uh, Jack Benny podcasts and a bunch of uh, My Little Pony music shut up uh, into the thing just as a test, and I can pull up on my phone. Uh, using VLC, which, by the way, VLC. Oh, thank you guys. I can pull powerful. up one of the Jack Benny episodes, hit the play button, and it plays almost as quickly, literally almost as quickly, as if it were locally loaded on the SD card in my phone. I You're can't. limited by the speed of your home network at that point. And considering it's all gigabit? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. 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 So I can run the Minecraft server. I can send uh, two uh, 1080p movies, uh, stream uh, music twice, and still got bandwidth left over. And on the positive, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, if you find yourself traveling for reasons, you could even set yourself up a portal uh, so that you could remotely access your music through your phone. Yeah, well, that's, 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 a, that's another thing. That's, yeah. that's, that's for later. Yes, uh, or a VPN. Well, yeah, uh, piece you at pay a, time. a cost in tunneling, though. You you do pay a bandwidth cost. Yeah. So piece it depends on uh, how it affects it. Through SSH. Uh, I. You know what? At this point, I don't know anything about that part yet. I'm lucky enough that okay. I've gotten figured out what I've got figured out. The next big thing is going to be to try to figure out. If everything is still stable after multiple reboots, you know, just just be just be sure. And if it is, get my music collection copied over, and then see about opening up the Minecraft server because Dellen would like to be doing with me. Joey would like to be doing with me because I mean, I don't have any mods installed, but you know what? We we we'd love to be able to do stuff together again because you know we miss that. Well, and Minecraft's fun. There, there's it there's is. a zen to it. There is. Yeah, I you know, installed Minecraft recently and put yeah. in one of the graphics packs. Now that I have the 1660, mm -hmm. and oh my god, I'm looking at this going. I may not have ray tracing, but I never thought Minecraft could look this gorgeous. Oh, I, I'm the same. Um, I, I downloaded one of the texture packs. I'm running on a server called the Seed. Uh, and they've got, yeah, now they don't have, like, it's not Feed the Beast. So it's like, it's your standard Minecraft, but they do have a lot of mods on them. They have jobs, quests. Uh, people are opening up their own shops. So if you if you need something, you can go and actually just go to their shop and buy it. Uh, a, somebody made up a place called Mad XP. You got to love this. So they created basically a, a trap put a crap ton of spawners in there and all you do is walk up with your sword and stick it through the the open window there and just mercilessly hack it whatever you want to get the levels you need to do things like enchanting repairing all that kind of stuff oh yeah i've seen something similar where somebody set up a uh, an enderman spawn system yeah in uh through the portal and the Enderman would spawn up high and fall, leaving one health point. And he could mm -hmm. walk up and you could punch them, and yep. they would die. 
um, yeah, and I also found a uh, I found a thing on online how to build uh, the the perfect egg factory. I'm still working on that part because you, uh, okay. I showed my son how to make one. He's like, "Oh my god, Dad, what are we gonna do with all these eggs?" And I was like, "No." Uh, and then I started throwing the eggs at him. Yeah, and some of which will then hatch into more chickens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they were free roaming at that no, point. No, Dallin da- yeah, one- knows full well. No, no, the million <laughs> chicken farm. No, we're not doing that. Well, the the farm that I built, uh, showed my son how to build, it's not, first off, fully automated. When you turn it on, it launches and ha- uh, launches the eggs in such a way that they'll actually hatch and form chickens. Then you turn it off when you have enough baby chicks. You let them grow. Mm-hmm. You let them fill up the eggs. If for some reason there's too many chickens that are spawning because the eggs are starting to float on top or whatever, you flip another switch and it sets them all on fire. <laughs> no, I got, I got then you, you have I roasted you. chicken. Not not quite there yet. I've I've got two chickens above the hopper that are producing eggs so that I can you know bake stuff, because um, uh, you know I found pumpkins. Um, I did laugh though. Uh, I went to this. There's this little island not too far from my place, and I was looking for something, and a couple of wolves were there. Like okay, let's try this. Check my inventory. Oh look, I've got a few bones, and I've also got some zombie meat because as you do. So feed the bones. Suddenly wolf's got a red collar. Okay, cool. Go to another wolf, feed him a bit more. He's got a red collar. Now I've got two that are following me. Like, okay, feed him a little bit. So they get the love hearts. Yeah. They were both in close proximity. Suddenly I had three wolves. And let me tell you, Having three guard wolves when you're down mining in a place that's rife with silverfish is fun. Because the wolves look at those and go, mmm, chew toy. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's it, no, it, it's fun. Um, I enjoy it. I, I like the additions they put into it. Um, Uh, my my only thing is that well, I don't know enough about redstone stuff. I, like, I mean, I got a nice rail system right now for one of my mines. I know there's more I could do, but I just need to take the time and learn. Always going to be that. Anyway, so we we were wondering, you know, where is Joey? Uh, chances are he's probably asleep. He might end up joining us. We'll have to kind of wait and see. And if he's sleeping off, um, considering he was sleeping off last night too, yeah, you know what? We we're, we're not going to blame him one bit. Yeah, that works for a living. Yeah, you can't fault him for that. Nope. So, uh, as I want to remind everybody, if you are watching live, of course, as usual, feel free to go ahead and utilize the live chat. There's nobody here at the moment, but that's okay. That that'll change. There is entirely, uh, there is the possibility that someone from my past might be watching, paying attention. My mom might be watching at some point. <laughs> and uh, she she said that, you know, uh, she's been she's been up late lately, not been able to sleep. And I, I told her about the show and it's like, you know, you 
might be able to fall asleep to us. So mm, it wouldn't be the first time I've heard that. I wouldn't take it personally. <laughs> But so uh, should I be going for like the, the, the therapeutic Barry White voice here tonight? I or? don't think that'll help. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, mm-hmm. well, just in case she shows up. Hi, Shujin's mom. Yes. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. It should it should prove to be interesting. In any case. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's 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 stuff that we're going to end up talking about that's going to be a, a little bit a, a little bit more light than other stuff, and uh, probably give a lot of folks a, a, a nice warm. So we'll we'll deal with that. Let me get everything started, out, however, with you because uh, opening tonight, you guys know for well I don't I don't write my openings, so when I've got one that is written you can pretty well bet that there's something kind of special about it. So with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle starts right now. And, uh, I have to admit full props go to Eric Pelham over on Facebook because he wrote this, uh, on the 22nd and I, I read it and I asked if I could read it verbatim with, proper credit and he said basically he said you know just go for it go right ahead so from him Vegas peeps let's talk for a second listen we need to talk about your mayor it's not staying in Vegas it's flowing out across the globe. Now, we've tolerated your tacky, declasse, VD-infested, schlocky shtick because you promised it would stay in Vegas. But here we are. Now we're all going to have to get a shot to stop the spread of the dumb. Since we're on the subject of your mayor, question... What the actual fuck... You might want to consider some sort of written test before you just grab some washed-out drink wrangler from the nickel slots because she's too old for that gig and gilfborn.com don't want her. Jeebus fucking Christ, where the fuck did you find this idiot? I wouldn't trust her to make coffee for the AA meeting, let alone run a fucking city. In conclusion, get your shit together. And get that shit back in the box. If it doesn't stay there, we will stop letting the used car salespeople of the Midwest conduct their conventions in that neon cesspool you call home. Sincerely, the world. Now, for those of you that, for whatever reason, didn't see what was going on, there was an interview that happened this past week. Where effectively, this woman, who is probably pushing, I don't know, dirt for age right now, and I'm saying that in the nicest possible way, effectively said, and those of you that understand this are gonna, are really gonna cringe, effectively said that Las Vegas could become the world's control group 
to find out what happens when you don't do anything, but you do do something. You you try to get social distancing and open up the casinos, the hotels, the entertainment centers, food, restaurants, plays, lounges. I don't know what's happening over there at the Bunny Ranch. She said that they could be the control case. I don't care what political affiliation you are. I don't care what she is. Uh, Off the top of my head, I don't even remember. Doesn't matter. Anybody. Anybody. That would callously say... Some of you will not survive when we reopen the economy, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Guy's name was called Farquad for a reason. You know, you want to go ahead and say there's only a 5% chance, only a 3% chance of dying from this illness. Oh, oh no. Oh, my dear, no. The number's higher. And we don't even know exactly how high, because we don't have any way of properly testing. We have no way of doing that. We have no way of knowing what it is that we're actually dealing with. When there is smoke, you can track down where the fire is. You can see it. You could get an infrared camera and fly overhead, and you could find out where the hell it is. We don't have that. And until we do, you're playing literal roulette with people's lives. There is no reason, none, why somebody in your position should ever deal with that in such a cavalier fashion. You ignorant cunt. How dare you? How dare you do this to families? For what? So that people can get another $100 chip? This is episode 308 on the docket, Your Honor. Family of choice is still family. Um, earlier this week, as I put in the show notes... Drunk Susie, who, she's a love. She really is. Drunk Susie, put up the put up the put up the word in, in social media and included a whole bunch of people, myself included, that she was feeling kind of you know left out of stuff because Reason Con Three was actually Bridget, help me out here. What was it two years ago? Three? Do you remember? Hmm. I think it was three years. Yeah, yeah, because Tiny Trouble was a freshman at the time. So three okay. years ago. And um, we were expecting at the end of Reason Con 3 that it was going to be two years until the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what we were told. Yeah, that was the expectation, and, and things just didn't get to have happen, which which hurts. But 
like I said, Drunk Susie kind of felt alone and missed everybody and said, we need to get everybody together. And Zach, from the Zacrilege show, got, said, okay, let me make let me make a thing happen. And did. I was there. Uh, Bobby and Susie and uh, and Bill and Ted and Alice and, you know, a couple of us were there and we, we, we had the chance to just kind of talk sometimes that's all you need and that's why tonight's going to be kind of low-key and we're just going to talk about just being here for each other because like the title says sometimes family of choice is still family lord knows Dallin and i can attest to that but we'll tell you a little bit more about that as far as um for his word on Reef Badawi, I have some good news. I have some bad news. The good news is there is a new tweet from his uh, from his account from uh, from his wife that said uh, this was as of about twelve hours ago, two weeks ago. So this is the first we're knowing about it. My husband Reef Badawi informed me that prison authorities gave him a permission to call us, his family, twice a week on Thursdays and Sundays. We were very happy, and yet he did not call since that call. With the concerns that we've had with this pandemic going around, we, of course, are really concerned that folks in that situation might be in dire straits with their health. There's not a hell of a lot of anything we can do about it, but you know we, we're at least aware of it to a certain degree. There is also another piece, which is that, according to the BBC, Saudi Arabia is looking to discontinue floggings as an official. Now, unfortunately, we've heard good and bad. We've heard, you know, stuff like this not quite like this, but that there are supposed to be some progressions happening. We we, we kind of have to take this one with a great assault and, and and see how this plays out. We can hope. Unfortunately, however, we do not have any word that he has been released. Ergo, as of the recording of tonight's show, this has now been seven years Ten months, ten days, since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family, and we're still waiting. So with that out of the way, how about we go ahead and see about uh, pulling things back up into uh, the the light-hearted portion of it all. So I've got your horrible scopes ready for you for this week. So for those of you that were waiting for the pick-me-up for the week to start everything off... I got everything going. Uh, I've got everything ready for you. You guys are uh, ready to go ahead and pull them up. We'll go right from here. So, for this week, here you go. If you know what your astrological sign is, great. Those of you that don't know, just don't worry about it. Make it up as you go along. It doesn't really much matter. Aries, we know you're a quick and intelligent thinker, which makes your otherwise unintelligent statements weird. If you're trying to be the next Betty White or Gracie Allen, well, it, It takes a lot of years to reach that level of comedic genius, and right now you haven't lived quite that long enough. Keep at it, though. 
Dallin. Okay. All right. Uh, just not sure. Wasn't sure the pegging order here. Anyways, uh, Taurus, your attention span is so short. You can't make it through a five second YouTube ad without wondering what else is on. It might be another mobile game ad or especially polarized and tinted sunglasses or that damned flex tape. Regardless, uh, we lost you already, didn't we? You know, you're the reason blipverts were invented. And just just as you know, tonight's episode of Holy Crap the Vlogcast is not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Bridget? <laughs> Sorry. If you lived in an area with a tractor supply company, they have chicks available, and by chicks, we mean birds. And by birds, we don't mean young ladies. We speak American, not English here. So go and adopt a chicken. When it grows up, you'll have a miniature T-Rex as a pet. How metal would that be? Dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Cancer. Cancer. <laughs> We're having an existential question about this one. If we tell you to give up on your dreams, but your dream is to be able to lucid dream, what does that mean, really? If you've been trying too hard to do it and just need to relax, does that mean our advice was right? Or are we just telling you to ease off an unattainable goal and try for something more in your abilities? We don't know! Joseph. Joseph? Yeah, right here. Leo. One second. Okay. Uh, Gemini. Nope. <clears throat> you no. You live in an area. Leo. Oh, sorry? Leo. Leo. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Leo. Most Leos like to pick, pick on small people, and it boils down to one of two reasons. Either A, you just want their affection but don't know how to just open up and say it, or two, you're just so happy to no longer be the shortest person in the room and you just want to bully someone more your size for a change. Cut it out. I was specifically thinking of Susie when I wrote that one because she's tiny, so you know. <laughs> I'm glad I'm over here where she can't get at me, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. Virgo, what's black and white and red all over? Yeah, it's an embarrassed panda. Yeah, the old dad joke answer is a newspaper, but nobody knows what that is anymore. The fact that you remember that version means you're old, too. Okay, so how about this version? What's black and white and red all over? Rorschach's mask. Okay, Libra. Now, some people might find this career suggestion a little morbid, but trust us, it's timely. Taxidermist. There are people going out hunting for food, like deer, and this can be an ecological good. Some will want to have their prized 10-point buck's head mounted for, on the wall. So here's what you do. Offer a stupid high discount for anyone that brings in a kill that they got barehanded with video proof. This way, old Bambi has a fair fight and chance. Scorpio. 
Life is passing you by only because it's in better shape than you are. You could do some cardio to catch up, or just wait by the jogging path with the softball bat. Life moves a lot slower when it has to ice its knees every hour. Remember what Shepherd Book told us about the Bible and violence? It has very specific rules against killing. However, it's somewhat fuzzier on the subject of kneecaps. That's true. Sagittarius. Your master plan for world domination will never work because it involves you at the helm. And now that we've told you about that paradoxical shortcoming, we know that you'll reevaluate the whole plan all the way back to the blueprints. Trouble is, nobody uses actual blueprints anymore. Best we can suggest is just use a chalkboard. Just stop using grease pencils on them. That isn't how that works. Joseph. Why? I'm scrolling. (laughs) Scroll faster. (laughs) Capricorn. Oh, I get to read my own sign again. There you go. The secret to long life is eating right. So eat more fruit and vegetables. The health conscious folks know exactly what we're talking about. Those with dirty minds will be sniggering, remembering a punchline to a joke. Those are the people you need to be watching out for. They've got stockpiles of nachos deluxe. Yeah, talked about that last night. I could really, I could really go for nachos deluxe right about now. <laughs> that's, just, that's just wrong of me. Aquarius, time to break out your collection of TV guides from 1993 and see what could have been <clears throat> worth watching this week. In the Heat of the Night was pretty good. The movie was better, though. Herman's head was inside out before inside out was inside out. Oh, snap. The Adventures of Buckaroo Bond... Uh, no, sorry. The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. I need to get that on DVD now. Oh. Wow. The Paula Poundstone show. Yeah, so... That would ever well, huh? And finally, after so many months of doing this, I get to do my own birth sign here. Pisces. Ask anyone in the tech industry, and they'll agree. If it's automated, you can hack it. They will also tell you all is known. Trying to hide your not-safe-for-work content on your work computer will not end well. (laughs) Changing the picture file names to be Excel spreadsheets won't work. IT uses Amigas to check all the files, and they ignore file names and only look at the file's internal hashtag. There's a difference between JFIF and XML headers. Those are your horoscopes this week. Your sys admin, for they are quick to anger and know where you hide. Your- <laughs> it's true. Exactly. It's true. It's true. I've. 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 The things that I've seen that I needed to clear out of people's email accounts because Outlook Express was choking on them. Yeah. Um, Pine is your friend. Outlook Express. Wow. You just had to bring that cringe back into the conversation, didn't you? Dude, it was. Oh, hey. That's worse than the porn. How about the, um, the HTML export feature of Microsoft Word? Version 6. If I ever figure out where you live, you're going to have a bad day. 
Remember the days of the uh, of the two gigabyte um, uh, PST file limit? Yeah. Okay. You remember when Microsoft Works was not a joke because it actually worked? Uh, I think that was DOS 3.0. That was actually before my time. Uh, but I was actually using Apple Works at the time. Same thing, different platform. I'm not even going to bring up the idea of using Kermit file transfer. Thank you very much. Uh, been there, done that. Yeah. I remember making a teacher cry when I, the student, had to teach him how to use an Apple IIe. He was a computer teacher. Well, I mean, let's okay. be fair. That's not exactly And the computer. irony of that was I grew up in an IBM family. Yeah. I out Pascal, my teacher. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. I love it. It is what it is. It is what it is. So, like I was talking about earlier, yeah, this was, um, this was kind of, uh, this was kind of an interesting, uh, this was kind of an interesting week, like I said, with, um, with Susie basically saying, look, I need my peeps. And seeing how a bunch of us basically just said, you know what? Okay, I'm on board. Let's go. Let's do. And, you know, we just did. Because we just did. And uh, earlier tonight, the uh, Feli, who is the head of uh, Dark Bunny Sauces, who has been on the show before. I got to get him back. Uh, I, I got a number of people got to get back. Decided that since Fernal Equinox was canceled up in Toronto which is uh, the FurCon that I go to, you know, in, in March, normally speaking. The charity, obviously because there's no con, there's no money coming in for the charity. And for us to do $10,000 in donations to the charity collected on the weekend, yeah, you know... um We've been known to pull in uh, a lot of money, and the fact that they're kind of missing out on that, you know, he, he wanted to do something special. So he's kind of figuring a way of organizing a fun so that people be able to you know donate to the cause and still get them some money. Don't know how much, but, you know, going to give it a try so that they get something at least. Because let's face it, you know, these these animal groups, uh, rehabilitation groups, especially, they they can they can use they can use the funds. They really can. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's got to be costly to airdrop a wolf into a moose population. <laughs> I mean, think about the body armor that you have to put on these guys, the ammo. You know, are they doing spec ops kind of attacks, or, or are they just going all, you know, like? Go in and tank everything, you know. Um, Leroy's chickens. Okay. You know, funny, funny thing was a buddy of mine. Um, his his original persona was a wolf, and uh, he always wanted somebody because, uh, like, he and I were talking one day. You know, there's the uh, I don't know if there's a picture, if there's video or something about Sarah Palin uh, joining a, a wolf hunt in Alaska from a helicopter. Uh, I kept, well, I, I kept suggesting to him, you know, we should do a role reversal. 
you know, basically have your your persona hanging out the uh, side of a Black Hawk uh, with a chain gun uh, going after her. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's only one problem with stuff like that. Um, I've seen where you have these weird people who get a hard-on for their guns, and they're not ashamed of it. And they'll put up pictures of whatever liberal this, uh, uh, um, uh, Democrat that, uh, independent so-and-so, never, never the Republicans, but, but targets. And, and they'll shoot the paper targets and they'll say, oh, you know, we're just, we're, we're just blowing off steam. You know, it's, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's safe. You know, it, sure it is. Sure it is. You guys like go for guns away people go for their prom date um it's creepy well and if the food supply chain goes down you know who their first targets will be exactly and um but when somebody uh, jokes about doing that about one of the somebody from the republican the gop or the conservative sides or something like that oh they got all defensive you can't do that that's wrong it's it it should be illegal you should go to jail and it's like wait a minute so what you're saying is it's it's okay for you, but not okay for me. Dick, why can't you just, like, do it the right way? Everybody loses their freaking minds. You know, look, you, you cut off somebody's eyelids, right, and nobody bats an eye. You remove everybody's brains, and they, what? Okay, because... And they now- all lose their minds. Now, 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 now you're now you're talking about Philadelphia, and we don't we don't want to be talking about Philadelphia. So there's a there are a couple people who know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but the uh, the truth of the matter is is that there are a lot of people that they look at this and they go, "This is all right for me to do. This doesn't mean anything." And then they see somebody else do it, and they go. That's wrong. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. And it's like, yeah, you it's... need to sit down and reevaluate your life at that point. Please seek psychological counseling, because if what you're doing is wrong for somebody else to do, especially if neither one of you is harming anybody, then you've got something wrong with you. It's the hypocrisy if... of tribalism is what it is. Oh, ain't that the truth? And then it's, and then it's all in the optics. Rules so, are for... Everybody not in the clan. Yeah, r- rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah. And and the thing is, you know, it's... And sometimes... And that's, part of, that's part of what's giving me burnout. Yeah, and sometimes you just want to try to break a person down to the point where they sit there and whine like a petulant child and say, but he's on the, insert political side of the fence here. And if, no, if you can get someone to boil it down to that simple, obvious, but humiliating reason for why you're pitching a shit fit over the action that seems okay for you guys to do, but if these people do exactly the same thing, i.e. playing by your rules, you flip your shit. Yeah, and, and it's and, not just the local people that do it either. We've seen this occur in various political arenas oh, all the time. 
All the time. All the time. I mean, it they doesn't... flip their shit and says, hey, why are they allowed to do it? Because you did it. Well, we're allowed to do it. Really? Why are you an exception to the rule? Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, it doesn't fall under politics all the time either. No. I mean, it, it, goes for, it, it goes for religious items, too. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm gonna, I, I was just bringing up the politics of it because no, no, it's no. more prominent right now. Dallin, Dallin was right. It's it's clan behavior. Yeah, yeah, it's tribalism. Yeah, and, and it, you know, any clan. It, it can yeah, be and, it, and it doesn't and matter. It can, be, it, it can be, well, yeah, like like you're saying, Joseph. It, it could be uh, political, religious, social, uh, hell, Kardashian fandoms, fandoms. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, I've got, I've got an example that will make people really cringe hard, and I'm expecting that I'm probably going to get a little bit of blowback on this one from Bridget. The groups that go ahead and say, "Well, what do you mean I'm not allowed to circumcise my son when the guys over there in Brooklyn are doing it and sucking off the blood off of them after they do it ceremonially, and they're allowed to do it." They get all the fun. Oh God, that's not. Well, fun. I mean, I don't. Know and what all the herpes. Want me to say. Yeah. No, it's it's just that, you know, there there are there are groups who have said, and I think rightly so. Genital mutilation of an infant is not a social good. Yeah, regardless oh, of gender, well, it's not for religious or other reasons. Uh. And, and, and really, why are you stopping it at infant? Because I, I mean, uh, well, messing, I mean, messing with the junk at any age, age is not a good thing. Well, well, well what was that? I mean, there are some medical, you know, conditions that do need correcting, and and people, you know, older I, people can get circumcisions for oh, those. Oh, but. Oh, okay, oh, oh, hold, hold on a second though, because this now brings up two pieces. One, a medical condition. That mm-hmm. one would expect would be handled by a professional <coughs> surgeon, a professional surgeon, and yes. two. Later in life, if people choose to do that for themselves, they are then of consenting age and are entering mm-hmm. into such again with a surgeon. One would expect, yeah, willingly and knowing what the possible outcomes, and they've made an informed choice. One would hope. Yeah, but you it's know. not a harmless procedure for infants. I mean, they you know. do experience pain. There have been trauma. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's trauma made uh, by like mutilating some you know someone to where they end up having to have a corrective surgery on their penis because it's almost cut off, and you know, you know, they have infants die from bleeding to death. That's just there's a um, syphilis. One of the episodes herpes. One of the episodes of Penn and Teller's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, they get into the whole uh, circumcision thing, and depending on which version you see, uh, it's they get graphic. They they actually show the tools. They show the tools in use, and uh, again, speaking as a male, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the ladies here who are listening on a little secret. Um, it's not a conspiracy. It's true. Every male on the planet is psychically linked via their junk. So when one gets hurt, we all feel it. And as somebody who's grown up Jewish, who's actually seen a bris firsthand. Yeah. uh, At least if it's being done by a surgeon, 
there's the chance for uh, help if something goes wrong. When you have <clears> these guys, come, these old farts come in, I did real old dude, right? And the tool is, it's like, it's this long thing with the snip at the end. You, if you got a good look at it, you would think you, it was designed just, for taking the end off a cigar. Just, just, well, to be fair. No, 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 no. Because Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Oh. Because, because, because I was, I was going to say, Dylan, I, 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 I take umbrage at the idea that we all are psychically connected to, to our genitalia. I refuse to call it junk because mine is actually special. Thank you. I don't really want to have any kind of psychic connection in any way, shape, or form with yours. Thank you. That's just me. Or anybody else's. Uh, I've got as many as I need. And I've, well, I've got just the one. Thank you. Th- then let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. You're watching a movie or a YouTube video of, you know, spectacular fails. And you see somebody take a shot in the crotch that looks debilitating. Oh, like every episode of Jackass. Okay. Never seen. seen Or, or the, the fight scene from hot shots part due where they, where he like, he knees the guy so hard. Thank you. Thank you. Tech. You've, you've just, uh, you've just exemplified my point. If we witness it, we feel it. Here's the thing. It typically most guys who see that in cringe, it's because it's happened in some way, shape or form. They fell down at the wrong angle. They had a sports accident, any number of things. And I had the, the displeasure of walking around a corner in school one day. And some girl was waiting for one of my, I, there was a group of friends I hung out with. Some of the members of the, of the group I w- wasn't close friends with. I was just, you know, they were part of the group. They were acquaintances. And other ones I was close with. Well, one of the people who we were associated with, but I wasn't friends with because he was relatively new, had pissed off some other girl's friend. Uh, called her a bad name. I don't know what the hell it was. Never did get the whole story. But the other girl who was friend of the one that got pissed off, uh, uh, the one of the friend of the one who got insulted or whatever it was, was pissed off and decided to take action. Our group was moving around as we're walking down the hallway, as kids are wont to do. And eventually, one he slowed down to talk to somebody else. I'm in the lead. I turn around the corner, and a pair of stiletto, a, a single foot in stiletto high heels. Pow, right between the legs. I was in such shock. I didn't feel a damn thing for the moment. And I realized what had happened. So I told her. Those were the best three tenths of a second of your life. Yes, because I knew what was coming. And I told her, I said, you have five seconds to get out of my sight. And she turned white as a sheet, realizing that what she had just done is pissed off the wrong person. And he was still standing despite a debilitating blow. <laughs> she and her friends ran like their lives depended on it. And say, they did. And it did. Ish. A little bit. They ran around the corner. The second the last one turned the corner, I collapsed like a sack of bricks. Oh, I had never felt such pain. Never. And I had sport. I played lacrosse. I played uh, soccer. I, I played uh, football. I've had that. Oops, yeah, right in the kisser, uh, only downstairs. So to speak. Yeah. So to speak. 
And this was worse than any of them because of that yeah. pointed shoe, whatever. Every time I see some guy take a shot, that memory replays itself. Yeah, and it's 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 not just for guys. Ladies know oh, no. it too. Just I had a girlfriend who who fell the wrong way, and she was in pain on the ground. I was like, "What's wrong?" And she goes, "She she told me what happened." I said, "That doesn't happen for girls, does it? You don't have anything in there." She goes, "You don't get it. It's more sensitive than yours." I was like, "I learned something new that day." I have and no idea doing, how we got doing, to I doing no the medical idea. research. I was reading medical books, and it turns out that women have more nerve endings in one tiny little spot than us guys do in that whole area because it's all concentrated. So when they take a foot between the legs or something <clears throat> akin to it, it's even worse for them. How the hell did we end up going all the way down into this particular rabbit hole from me congratulating us on helping drunk Susie feel better? How did I do that? Did drunk Susie kick somebody between the legs one day? Shh. No, well, I think uh, verbally. Um, she. Oh, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. She'll feel better after watching this. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, she, she's probably, if she's watching this, and if you are, hi, Susie. Hi, Susie. Um, no, she, I she, have she, no idea who you are. I, 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 I hope to hell that she's having a really good laugh at this point. I hope our audience is having a Susan's mom, I hope you're having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I could just see that email. Who are these friends? You must never see them again. No, no, my mom's, my mom's you're fine. Proud yeah, that's that's yeah. Mm. You know, and and at, believe it or not, that's actually a good example of tribalism. Here's a young lady who was defending what she felt was the honor of another young lady who was her friend uh, that had been tarnished in some way, shape, or form. Her her friend had been hurt. She was going to hurt the person that hurt her. Now, in defense of the woman who kicked me, she had the brass cojones to come up to me a day later because she knew, probably knew, uh, was smart enough not to approach me the same day. She came up to me the next day and she actually apologized to me. That takes some brass cojones when you attack somebody in such a harmful, hurtful way and you realize that you have attacked the wrong person and to go and make amends. Well, I told her. I, I told her I was still pissed. It's going to take me time to forgive you, but I will not forget the fact that you apologized, and I will eventually forgive you. But right now, I'm sore. So, not yet. <clears throat> but, uh, but uh, you know, she was defending what she felt was hurt of her friend. She went about it the wrong way. But it's part of tribalism again. And we're seeing well, that everywhere. Um, we have, I have talked to two people in these last four weeks uh, online, uh, audio, sometimes video, who are Trump supporters. Now, some of them are questioning their Trump supporters, especially with, uh, most recently, the whole disinfectant bullshit. <laughs> Good. Got yeah. a story about that. And, and you know what it is? Uh, the, the ones that are questioning it aren't questioning him because he recommended uh, – uh, the uh, injecting basically the equivalent of Lysol into your body or, uh, you know, putting a tanning bed inside your, your lungs. He, uh, it was because when he was questioned about it, he, he was saying, I didn't say that, or it was sarcasm. 
and they hate the fact that he rolled back on it. Yeah. That's what's getting him. It's like, okay, so it's not that the fact that he's been giving bad advice. It's not the fact that he's been getting people killed. It's not the fact that he has FEMA interfering with uh, doctors and physicians getting the and nurses getting the PPE that they need to survive so they can help the rest of us survive. It was the fact that he rolled back on a statement that's getting you. Holy. What you know, the hell? The, the funny thing is... Um... I, I actually caught this one. Um, ben Shapiro, which Ooh. is weird since we were talking about circumcision and, and Jewish and all that stuff. They should have uh, kept on going. <laughs> he's actually, he actually called out 45 on this one. You, you know, and to me, to me, that was a shock because look, I, I know the guy's conservative. I know the guy's right wing. And but to go so far as to call him a Trump supporter after seeing that and after seeing a couple of other things he's done, I would contest you on that one, which tends to, which, which seems to show me that not everybody seems to think that Trump is like the God emperor and that to automatically be Republican or conservative is to automatically be, you know, swinging off actually, no, to be, to basically bend the knee to him. There, there's definitely, uh, I'm, I'm seeing more and more a separation between uh, sort of the political right and their current uh, Cheeto in charge. Which, um, is, which is a very good thing. Yeah. Um, and, and something else, too. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of want to take a, take a pause on this a, a yeah. second because there's a, there's, a really, there's a really important thing that uh, I think we really need to uh, address those of you that have watched our show for any length of time know full well that we are collectively geeks, nerds, we are science buffs, we kind of know our way around a lot of different pieces. But there are some pieces that are terrifying because people don't think about them and I kind of need Bridget to help out on this one. The the lower end of the worrisome part, Bridget, was uh, the the commentary about that the president of this country had suggested about using light as a way of breaking down this virus. Medically, there is a device for pumping light, simulated sunlight against the skin of infants, the Billy Rubin light. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a medical device. It uses a very high-intensity light bulb and pumps this simulated sunlight, like I said, into a blanket that's wrapped around an infant in a very specific way for a very specific purpose. Jaundice. Exactly. I was, I, it was used on me. Yeah, because I I was born with jaundice. Yeah, tiny tiny dribble had it. A um, lot lot of lot of infants do, and as I remember it, it reminding you, it's it's now been a number of years since I had to deal with this one. It's a it's a pretty safe procedure. I mean, so long as people aren't looking directly into the light bulb when you've got the thing off of it, you know, it's it's a relatively safe thing. 
I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna get uh, you're not gonna get sunburn off of these things, right? There there is potential so for get it into your lungs, though. No, 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 no I, I know, I know, but one piece at a time. This this device, well known, used for many years. Generally speaking, you're not going to cause a a a damage to infant skin in in used in the way that it's supposed to be so far on board right mm-hmm. okay the idea of pumping this this light into someone's lungs could be achieved by using fiber optics but th- to say that this would be uncomfortable to begin with would not even be doing it justice, I don't think. Right? I still don't even see how you could do it with fiber optics. Um, I just I just don't see it. If I may, there is precedent. Uh, I went looking, and I found something. Uh, it's kind of, it's sort of tangentially related, but I got this from... Um, Oh, geez. Uh, NB, ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. So, so it's something. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this was published um, in 2017. Mm. <clears throat> and it's titled Ultraviolet Blood Irradiation. Is it time to remember the cure that time forgot? Uh the abstract, uh, here's what it's saying is, uh, I'll just quote the first, uh, first couple of, first couple of lines here, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, ultraviolet blood irradiation or UBI. So not universal basic income, just, you know, for, for the Yang gangers out there, uh, was extensively used in the 1940s and fifties to treat many diseases, including septicemia, pneumonia, tuberculosis, arthritis, asthma, and even, Something I can't even come even close to pronouncing. <laughs> hey, go, I, I go, think go I did pretty put it, good with what I saw. Go ahead and put it in. Let's 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 see. Okay, okay. One second here. We 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 have this come up every once in a while on a Friday night show where yeah. there's a there's a word that's just like I can't pronounce that. Polio myelitis. 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 So whatever that is. Anyways, um, the early studies were carried out by several physicians in the USA and published in the American Journal of Surgery. Uh, However, with the development of antibiotics, the use of UBI declined and has now been called, quote, the cure that time forgot. Okay. Um, Now, it's still controversial, uh, apparently. And I would assume that, you know, uh, antibiotics probably do a better job at targeting the, um, some of the things that, that they mentioned. But that being said, the, the use, getting ultraviolet irradiation into the body is not, we're not talking Star Trek here. Now, again, this goes on and look, we know what ultraviolet light does to your skin on the outside. Yeah. Or what it can do. So I periodically have to go to a dermatologist because of what UV light has done to my skin. There you I go. Annually for melanomas. Yeah. 
Yeah, the idea um, of using the stuff on the Avili, um, Bridget, uh, when somebody has their Avili burned, there's, there's no other word for it, generally speaking, it's dead and gone, and there's not much recovery from from that for the areas that are affected, No. Well, they can't regenerate. I mean, they're just dead. Yeah, this isn't something you can regenerate with stem cells. I don't think. No, it's not like a, it's not like a um, liver where you can take and a portion. You kind of need those just a little bit for little gas bit. exchange. Yeah, and, and and I'm not saying that this is a cure. But no, no, no. All I'm saying is that it's it's not without precedent. Yeah, which means some of the work has already been done. Could they dust this off, uh, considering? what now almost 70 years have passed since the last time it was used you know have we maybe learned a little bit of something that maybe could be applied as as another let's see if this works okay well because we're at that stage right now okay so holding on to that for a second so there is the possibility of something that done incorrectly could end up scorching the insides of people's lungs, which has a very bad tendency of causing uh, uh, what's the what's the what's the proper term for it? Uh, asphyxia? Pretty sure that's what it is. Asphyxia? Uh, well, but you know, the, the thing is um, at the very least uh, this is not something, you, you know, this is not a device you can go buy at a pet store to do something else. And I'm glad that you put that there, that way. Because here's the other part. The other thing that we have heard is the ramblings of a delusional madman who made mention that various disinfectant products might be useful. If you mix the wrong ones, you will create either ammonia or chlorine gases. Would anyone care to remind the studio audience what these gases do to lungs? Oh, this is high school chemistry for me. Yeah. Because I'm that old. Um, it's this also is why, yeah, it's, th- th- this it, is why you don't mix Santa flush and Javex in the toilet at the same time, because you create that wonderful blast from the past that they called mustard gas. This is World War One. Yeah, this is that one is one of the reasons the Geneva Convention exists, ladies and gentlemen, because people looked at just exactly how horrible we can be to our fellow man and went, "That's taking it too far." Yep, and that's why I wanted to one more time. Ah, uh, Bridget, I had seen. Uh, oh, God. You know, I don't like getting like this. I have I have seen dashboard camera footage from a, a police car where the guy tried to save somebody from, a, a, I think it was a, a tanker truck of some kind, where chlorine gas was spilling out somehow or other. I don't remember the exact of it all. Only to have the 
commentary about the whole thing basically say as soon as he got out of his car he was a dead man Mm. if people end up mixing these chemicals because they think well if one is good enough then two must be better if these people breathe this stuff in if I remember correctly it dissolves the aveli and destroys the lungs right well, I mean, yeah, permanently. I mean, you get chemical burns in your lungs, and you end up having problems the rest of your life from it. Yeah, assuming you even live from it. Yeah, assuming you live. Um, so, kids, don't go huffing chlorine gas. Just don't do it. Yeah, and, is- and any adults who, who do plan to go and do that, uh, please ensure that you've not had kids beforehand. Because if, if you're that stupid, I'm sorry, your, your, gene, your genes no longer belong in our pool. I, I hate to be discriminatory in that respect, but yeah. And that's the reason why I wanted to kind of pause on this. Because both of these possibilities have the real likelihood of damaging, possibly permanently, possibly fatally, the people that they want to try to help with this stuff. Yeah. And where I would otherwise be questioning why the hell am I still going down this particular rabbit hole? There is actually a reason that this wraps together. We are concerned for the people that might end up doing this because as I've said on too damn many occasions before, they were taught wrong. We still feel the connection to everybody else, regardless of their affiliations for anything else, because we don't want them to go through that. We don't want their families, their friends, to have to say, well, you know what, Um, Roy over here, you know, was a great guy, probably shouldn't have mixed up those two chemicals, but, you know, what are we going to do? We don't want people to go through that. But you know, right now, I said this last week, people are terrified, people are desperate, and unfortunately that means a lot of people are going stupid. You know, they they, they hear the word uh, hydroxychloroquine, and suddenly some dumbass sees that, oh, look, my fish tank cleaner is made of this stuff. And they ingest it. Because of a buzzword. And actually, as of now, they've stopped um, any and all testing and treat, or they've stopped any testing or treatments with hydroxychloroquine because now that the peer reviews are in, uh, whatever evidence they had which they admitted was anecdotal to the start, still is anecdotal. There, there is no concrete proof that this anti-malarial cocktail, because it's it's um, it's hydroxychloroquine sulfate, and there's another drug which, uh, in any case, yeah. So this collection, turns I want to say anthromycin, but I, I could be wrong. But the yeah. fact is, there is no proof that it works. Uh, there was another drug that they were looking at. It was uh. Uh, the word had a China was looking for the patent for it. Uh, 
but apparently it's not going to work either. And so it, it's right like, now, the medical community is still in the drawing board as to how are we going to fight this thing? Yeah, two things, though. Uh, the chloroquine apparently mm-hmm. is deadlier than uh, just conventional treatment, if you can even call it that at this point. So well, that's the that's, thing. There that's is no conventional piece. treatment. That's that's the problem. And that was the other piece. I saw a thing that said that the quickest vaccination that's been done to date, and I don't remember which one it was for, took four years to develop. Mm-hmm. And in the We're meantime, lucky that the world's working on it versus yeah, yeah. one place. And that's the thing. Right now, they're they're working as hard as they can to find a way to treat the symptoms so that, you know, because like I said last week, uh, if you're on a ventilator, you're forestalling the inevitable at that point, or you're very close to it because you don't come away from the ventilator unscathed. And... My- to, to, give, is- to, uh, to, to give some credence to your statement that you don't come away from a ventilator unscathed. I was talking with my mom about ventilators because she had been on one. And she said, when you're on it, you're oblivious. You don't remember things. The world around you kind of just happens. And when she came off of it, for a time, she eventually recovered from it, but for a time, she had trouble focusing for a mm-hmm. time. She had moments where she just had to sit down and, and catch her breath because, you know, a machine was doing the work for her for a while. Oh, and I wasn't on a ventilator, but uh, I've been hooked up to enough oxygen tanks in my life uh, to know that uh, when you go away from it, when you're weaned off of it, your body does have to adjust. Yeah. Um, it, there is a huge adjustment period, but. Your brain has to adjust too. Yeah, but but as I was saying, right now, people are looking for anything to help them because if if every politician and every person in the medical community was actually being honest, we'd have there would be nothing resembling a hope right now. And, and yes, it's true that yeah, we don't have a vaccine. We don't have a treatment protocol. We don't have a medicine that can even come close to knocking knocking on this thing's door and saying, hey, you're out of here. And funny, I'm going to do a conversation sort of with um, oh, one, of, one of our other uh, past guests on this show, uh, Dave motherfucking Foda, not too long ago. And after watching this video or this clip he posted, I realized something, something about Trump that, uh, okay, maybe I just missed it. Have you ever noticed when he talks, if you can bear listening to him, like, um, you know, he'll talk about a certain politician or a certain doctor or something like that. And he says, you know, I, I I just spent time talking with doctor. I'll use Fauci as an example, just because it's the only name that comes into my head. Um, so I was having a conversation with Dr. Fauci yesterday and, and Dr. Fauci, he's a great guy, absolutely great person, greatest doctor I've ever known, believe it. And then he goes back and I have to wonder, is he filling the air with his own words 
to mask the fact that he has absolutely no freaking clue what he's talking about and he knows it. Just but g- giving you the real listen, listening to this guy for like five minutes. Again, I'm not a I'm not a linguist, I'm not a, a linguist or a linguistics expert or reading body language, but it just felt to me that he keeps talking to compensate for his own ignorance. It's all about the tone. I mean, yeah. as long as he can convey his, um, uh, an impression of authoritarianism. If uh, I may, his, his faux alpha male stature. Yeah. I, I was going to say his, he's, he's trying to, he's trying to, uh, project a sense of confident authority. I guess it's the best way of saying, like to to say that, you know, like I've got this. I'm your provider, leader, protector. Yeah. But you know, I would appreciate a person, a, a president more who would say, look, we're doing this. We're trying Yes, it, it looks bleak. We have these things in place, you know, social distancing. We're, you know, we're trying to keep businesses going because we need to keep the supply chain open. Because once, once we're past this, if we don't have an infrastructure to which we can return, you know, yeah, we, two million people may die from COVID nineteen. Twenty million more are going to die because they can't get any food. You know, like if you, I would appreciate a politician to just come out and tell it like it is and admit that, you know what? Shit's bad. And everybody's got to pull together. These are the sacrifices we all have to make. Um, and actually then quite personally, I would then launch a campaign against any Hollywood starlet or star who tells the plebs that they have to donate. Because I'll tell you this, pal, you first. You're going to tell me how to live my life while you're living in a $20 million estate overlooking the ocean, having your butler still massage your testicles. And that's just the women I'm talking about. uh, Telling me to donate? Screw off. Sorry, I just... That's, it's understandable. Now, see, this um, is... I've just lost a lot of respect for... Hollywood trying to tell us how to live our lives when they themselves have no freaking clue what it's, how to live. And I, I saw, uh, I watched a bunch of YouTubers who are YouTube celebrity chefs. You know, they may not be chefs in, in, in their daily lives, but uh, whether they are or not, they do chef style videos on on YouTube. Like uh, Andrew, who, who hosts the Binging with Babish channel very good guy does a lot of amazing things everything else but he's not operating at a level that a lot of people are going to be operating at he's operating at your upper middle class level in terms of the things he recommends and does and such um and he may fluctuate from that he may eventually get closer to working at levels where hey you know you may not have the advantage of this that and the other thing so we're going to show you how to do something else alex french guy cooking 
Love that guy. He was in his apartment, tiny little apartment. He doesn't have access to his studio stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, I wanted ramen, but I don't have the ingredients. He was showing how to take scraps, the kind of scraps that your average person, such as myself, might have lying around the house, and turn that into a beautiful, savory broth. How to make little things out of he, – he wanted uh, – he made little mashed potato croquettes using little bits of stuff he had left over here. He wanted a barbecue sauce, but it had no barbecue sauce. So he figured out how to make it from what he had left. Yeah. And he was giving recommendations for <clears throat> basically ad-libbing. These are the – Alex, The what he was doing on YouTube was what my grandmother had to do back in the Depression. Mm-hmm. When you know, she was a little girl. I, I I found a recipe, or not found, but my mom used to do a thing. And it's an old Norwegian recipe. And yes, it originally had fish, but let me finish, please. Sorry, I can I, I can hear him rolling his eyes. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, the, the, in, in all honesty, the first thing that came to my mind was, wow, Norwegian recipe, who'd have thunk? Yeah. Anyways. And originally it was a, uh, it's supposed to be a souffle. A fish we souffle? All, uh, yes, actually, fiske souffle, uh, it's actually called. Sorry, my Norwegian is terrible. Anyway, no problem. Where do you find out how simple it is? Anyway, oh, wait, anyway keep going. Finish. Anyways, yep. so, um, but one of my sisters is deathly allergic to fish. Mm. So, mm. yeah, kind of, kind of tough to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so we have this. Uh, so she made a, a bit of a change on it. So you could use ham or you could use shredded chicken uh, or click, which is the Canadian version of spam. Uh, if you're really hard up. And I kind of grew Where up on this. Mutton? Uh, if you want. Um, but anyways, so, but of course the souffle requires, you know, like it, it, it inflates. Yeah. My mom could never get that thing to do it, but it's it still, it, it was good. It was tasty. It was like, it, it was the ultimate comfort food and okay. The baked that you had the night you got it was fine. But then when you slice it up and fry it the next day, I bet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I bet almost everything the next day where the flavors have had a chance to sit and actually blend together yeah. and enhance each other. It's like a really good spaghetti sauce, the kind of sauce that you call gravy because sauce is an insult at that point. Yeah. And for you Italians out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I, yeah. I know. And it's never as good the first day as it is the second day. Oh, you know, I, I thought God. I heard someone once refer to marinara as gravy, but I, I, I could be wrong. A properly made marinara yeah. is a gravy, is a beautiful, wonderfully yeah. rich, wonderfully complex sauce Yeah, that is just, it, it, it's bliss. Yeah. It's absolute bliss. So, but there's a difference between the stuff you get in a jar that's labeled marinara and then putting something together in your own home. Even if you cheat by starting with the stuff in the jar, mm-hmm. you can turn that marinara into a true Italian gravy 
okay. There are short. My grandmother, uh, um, um, one of one of my grandmothers, uh, who's not with us. May she rest in peace. She showed me how to make her recipe of meatballs, which was the size of two of my fists together. Ooh. Good Italian meatballs. Uh-huh. She showed me her recipe for how she makes her gravy. And then she showed me, she showed me her scratch version. And then she showed me all the shortcuts. She wanted me to know both ways. Mm-hmm. And we did both. And I'll tell you what, even with the shortcuts taken, it was leaps and bounds better than almost anything I've ever had, except the time when I lived in New York and an Italian family moved in down the street and opened their own Italian restaurant. Nice. Okay, so here's the recipe. I, I, I will post it in our, in our chat later, but just to give you an idea how simple this is. Half a cup of flour, half a cup butter or margarine, and in this case, it actually doesn't matter which one you use because you're not like baking cookies. Five cups of milk, and then insert meat of your choice. So again, it could be diced fish. It could be chicken. It could be ham. Uh, I, I would say that if you're going to do a meat instead of a, a something fish where fish breaks down, chill mm-hmm. it so that you can thinly slice it. Yeah. Um, four eggs and nutmeg. Now, here's the thing. So you, so you preheat your oven to 400. Uh, mix your flour and butter together. Uh, which actually that's like a base for a gravy right there. Like you could, th- after you do the butter and flour in equal portions, you could then throw in chicken stock, beef stock, whatever, and you can come up with a nice uh, meat gravy that way. Oh, so you're talking about melting the butter and then mixing the flour into it. Yeah. It, like I okay. said, it becomes a gravy base. And that's because the, if you, if that, you mix the flour and butter while they're cold, we, we need no, to no, keep no, moving no. along with this. So yeah, sorry. Let me finish. Um, so then after it's melted and everything, you add the milk. And that actually, if you stop there, that makes a, uh, a white gravy that, again, is, is known in Norway. And there you would season it with nutmeg, green onions, and stuff like that. And that's, you know, what you pour in your potatoes. Where you go with this is after you season it, you beat in the eggs one at a time. Bring it to a boil. Pour, uh, then you add the meat. And then pour it into a casserole dish. Top with, uh, I, I use panko because that's all I have, but you top with breadcrumbs. Bake it for one hour. Comes out, cools. It's an interesting texture. Um, if you like nutmeg, you're going to love the flavor. But it's simple, very few ingredients involved. Uh, my mom used to do this with leftovers once in a while. She would make the casserole base with the, with the milk and stuff. And then throw in, you know, uh, if she had some leftover chicken, she'd throw the chicken in there. If there's leftover turkey, she'd throw the turkey in there. Like, it's it's just a nice base. And then, you know, side of potatoes, all of that. I've made it twice. I still haven't quite gotten it to where, to the consistency that my mom used to have it. But give me time. You know, it could be the oven that I have. Maybe I got to cook it for a little bit longer. Maybe I have to... Maybe actually do you have to use butter instead of margarine? You know, I, I haven't made that test yet. But again, a simple recipe. You know, uh, aside from the fact that, okay, five cups of milk, that's, that's, a, that's a hit to your stock. I won't lie. But for me, 
uh, that's four or five meals right there. So, yeah, kind of worth it. Yeah. Now, the reason why, uh, uh, again, we've kind of gone down some uh, some some areas that wouldn't seem to make sense with the whole overall where I was saying that you know a l- little lighter. I know it it a good portion of it really hasn't been, but as usual, you know there there's a way of pulling this all together to explain it, which is. We want people to, to have something to think about. And, you know, we, we, we end by telling you, you know, we hope that you have something to think about. I'm thinking more along the lines of, you know, something to help you. You know, we're, we're, we're all dealing with this in our own way, a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Some people are learning new skills, learning new crafts, honing what they had before, stop picking up piano lessons again, because, I mean, whatever. Some of us are finding new and incredible invicatives to use for people who are buying trampolines for their houses. Whatever. You know what? Fine. Whatever. But we want everybody to be more comfortable. Or at least as much as as much as what we can. I mean, like I said, for the whole thing that started it all out, it was Susie who went ahead and said, I miss my family. We're here. I, personally, I miss the, the various cash crews. There, there aren't too many of us that are really left at this point. You know, there's us. Callie is still doing her thing. Uh, I don't know if Zach actually qualifies, but be that as it may, you know, Barroom Atheist hasn't had a, a show because life, uh, no religion required, uh, similar. Cash's show, well, you know, he, he had to stop. You know, we, we do, we do what we can. And it's, it's not an easy thing to do. In my case, you know, I, I keep talking about how I keep doing the, the radio gig, you know, and music a couple hours a week. And some people might think, you know, well, what the hell is, what the hell good is that? And then you listen for an hour or two, and then you suddenly like, oh, wow, I actually had fun. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Whatever. I miss your lightning nightmare mode. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No, when you first started, it, I'd be like, okay, listen to music, listen to music. It's nightmare lightning mode, uh, nightmare nightning mode. And I would literally go, oh, yeah, all right, this type of stuff. I would literally giddy. Yeah. Now, let's, let's be fair about this. To be fair. When I started, I was also doing four-hour sets. So, you know, yeah. I had a little bit more time to be able to invest yeah. into that. And you still yeah, do it was, once in a while. Yeah. And every time you do, I still get giddy. That was yeah. a bad influence because uh, <laughs> w- when I finally started doing my solo stuff, I started out with four-hour gigs Oof. and realized just how painful those things <laughs> could be at about hour three. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, that brings up something that uh, I, I kind of want to take the flip <clears throat> side of the whole damn thing. I know that we want to be able to help each other 
and remind each other that, you know, we're here for you. We're doing what we can. And it's that's not just us as the crap crew for all of you. It's us individually for the people that are in our circles. And, you know, where, where we can. Normally, the... I don't like to call it an anniversary, but it, it really is. On the date that my wife died, I normally make homemade dinner for the nurse's station and bring it down to them. And I've been doing that for 14 years. No, this would have been the 14th because I didn't do it the first year because, I mean, there's... there's... Anyway. I can't in good conscience do that anymore. I can't. And that hurts for me because that that was my way of, of thanking them. And admittedly, at this point, you know, it's it's 15 years later. Most of the people who work on a, on a nurse's station and, and tending to a, a, a cancer ward, 15 years is... Yeah, Bridget, help, help me out on this one. Uh, nurses would... I know for well they rotate every once in a while, a couple of years mm-hmm. maybe, but uh, 15... They're probably all gone. Yeah, there there have been one or two that still remember us when we when we've gone in. So, you know, the, there's still a couple of them that are still there. But yeah, 15 years later. Yeah. So I can't in conscience I, I can't in good conscience do that again. Uh, I I simply cannot. The idea that I could inadvertently, maybe even a couple of years from now, I could inadvertently be a carrier and bringing it into the facility? No. No, no, no. I, 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 there's no way. There's no way I could ever allow something like that to have happened. Yeah, it, it's, it's simply unconscionable. The sad part the, is, is we have people who see this and go, oh, well, I'm willing to put my life at risk. I'm willing to put your life at risk. It's like, okay, well, they, if you're willing, if you're willing to put everybody's life at risks, uh, I'd like you to go jump off the bridge without a safety net, because, you know, you're willing to take the risk. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Oh God, she was a work of art, wasn't she? But the thing is, she believed it. Th- this this is the mentality of some of the people, and further to the point. And this is not a criticism of uh, of the American way of life by any stretch, but uh, this whole freedom thing, guys, a, a, a lot of people in America take it to an almost fetishistic level mm-hmm. where freedom must ultimately override things like common sense or even human decency or compassion for that matter. It's like, if, if my being nice to you infringes on my freedom, then I don't have to be nice to you. And, and unfortunately in a constitutional sense, I think that's actually legit. I, I, I don't I, look if, if they could lock you up for just having a bad attitude, 
uh, I'd invest in for-profit prisons because then I could retire a quadrillionaire at this point. Let's face it. Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen the folks that have been basically saying, look, these are these are people that said they would be ready for a for an apocalypse and they'd be able to hole up for years with all the ammunition and and, uh, and uh, it's been buckets. what two months and they're going crazy already. Yeah, yeah, you can't eat ammunition. Yeah, well, well you can eat you can eat the first round. What? Well, no, no. Uh, after that, unless you have it set to fully automatic and you no, know, you no, I the trigger. Kurt Cobain got twice, so you know. You just got to do it right the first time, hmm. loser. Uh, but it's kinda, it's, the see where 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 I'm going with the whole thing is though that we some of us want to do right by everybody else. We really do, and it 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 hurts that we can't. We we would really like. Uh, okay, maybe I'm speaking just for myself. I would really, really like to dope slap some of these people up the backside of the head with a clue by four. For those of you that don't know what a clue by four is, you're not a ham radio guy. Don't worry about it. it trust me, a clue by four is exactly what you think it is. Just with much more velocity than you would think should be strictly necessary. And that's the way it should be. We want to, <coughs> we want to help. The problem is the way to help right now is just to sit back and do nothing, which the best that we can do is to tell everybody else, cut it out. You need to be doing nothing too. chill out. You want to go for a drive? Go for a drive. Don't do 127 miles an hour on the highway. Just don't don't do that. But you want to go for yeah, a drive. And, 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 don't, drive. Uh, and don't use the excuse that I thought the cops wanted to race. Well, that <laughs> That's a throwback from yesterday's news. <laughs> Indiana, wasn't it? Yeah, as a matter of fact, it was. <laughs> but, you know, we want to be, for lack of a better way of putting it, we want to be family. We want you to be family. We want you to understand. We want you to be empathetic. We want you to understand who it is that you're ending up hurting when all is said and done. It's uh, really simple. That, you know, we, as as family, we, we should be uh, concerned about everybody else's survival. I mean, we should, you know, we should uh, learn our, we should use our own experience to, to make life better for others. But uh, what it seems that uh, these, quote-unquote, freedom people... Um, they're just in it for themselves and their clan. Total absence of thought for uh, their fellow human. Is and it anybody, well, anybody not in their clan, anyways. I was going to say, is it too much to say that it's the American way, the, the capitalist dream? I'm getting mine. Why the hell should I worry about anybody else? That's taking it to an extreme. But is it wrong? Is it wrong? What do you mean? It's it's entirely possible that I'm taking it to the 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 hyper extreme, and and I I will admit that probably kind of am, but the question is still valid. Just because I'm I've shown the spotlight on that, doesn't mean I'm wrong in that kind of assessment. That 
the the American dream of the capitalist beautification of the world of I got my money, I got mine. Why should I worry about anybody else? Because I've got mine, so I'm going to be okay. One would have to be blind to see that the entire American economy is geared to uh, having the same thing as the Joneses have. I mean, it's about, um, I don't know. Blind or greedy? That's the way it is. It's not. It's the not, whole thing well, it's okay, we, can, is... we, can, we can talk about degrees. I mean, it's not as black and white as that. But uh, the, the fact that the system is there, uh, one would have to be both insane and blind to deny that it exists. I, I, I think what it is, I, I think part of it is it, it goes to the cultural mindset of self-entitlement. Whereas, where, like you said, I got mine. Why should I give a shit about anybody else? Because... I'm an American. I'm living the so-called American dream. You know, the, the life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Or profit. And, well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going, is, keep going. Is, is happiness, is the end goal nothing but profit? You know. I'm not even, um, sure. I'm not even no, sure. No, I, I don't think it is. What, what being is happy because people are being told if you follow XY rules, then you're going to have XY things. If you're a good boy, you will get reward. And, and I think people who actually do follow all the rules and get everything they quote-unquote want, whatever they were told to want, yeah, but, well, they're not happy. And it's, it's funny because, I mean, how the, the, the human brain works. Um, it's a subconscious that rules everything. And it's subconscious that dictates whether we're happy or not. And I guess a lot of people, they just, they're not even aware. Not only can they not be happy, they don't know what it takes to, to be happy. Well, yeah, be, because they've been spending so much of their time, um, stressing over making ends meet, trying to find a job that can, you know, help them live. Like basically they're living under such a high stress life that they wouldn't know it's they wouldn't know and they wouldn't know an internal sense of satisfaction even if it came up and slapped them upside the head. But that's a that's a part of not making value judgments for oneself and deciding for oneself what is happy or not happy. Yeah. And I mean life must be hell for these people who are following the rules. Look, I did everything exactly how you told me to. Why why, why don't I have anything? Why isn't it working? And they don't know anything else other than the rules that yeah. they were told to follow. You know, that, that'll be one nice thing about the... Um, That's how gangs you know, Well, no, if it actually happens that, you know, the manufacturing and that the, a lot of these um, production jobs do end up coming back to North American soil after all of this. It'll be very interesting to see what the um, socioeconomic landscape is going to look like uh, when that happens, because now you'll have places that will, you know, 
I, I won't call it unskilled labor, but I, I will call it, you know, there, there is a certain level of repetitiveness to some of these jobs, but we'll still pay substantial. You know, people, people will be able to work. Like be, yeah. The thing is, they'll be able to work. They'll come home secure in the knowledge that there's going to be a paycheck and things are going to be doing well. And if Mr. White Collar CEO decides, you know, maybe we should go back to China. Hopefully the president at the time is going to say, you know what? You do that. Say hello to an 80% tariff on anything you do. Stay here. At least one can hope. Um, yeah. I'd extend that to uh, profit in general, excessive profit in general. Well, and that's the thing. Like you do have, you do have the bad actors who are, you know, money, 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 money. I want, I, I want so much money that my great, 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 great grandkids will never have to work. Um, yeah, people like that are, unfortunately, they, they are a product of this. <laughs> They're like, they are moneyholics. You know, you, you've got your alcoholics, you've got your drug addicts, you've got, you know, people addicted to sex, people addicted to cars, people addicted to guns, uh, people addicted to a, a weird mashup of all of that. Hopefully you've got lots of lube. Um, but then you've also got people who I think are just addicted to money. It's pretty awesome to go into a store and, you know, say to yourself, I could buy anything in this joint. You know, given that computer store fusion I was talking to you about last night, I'd love to be able to do that. <laughs> if, I'm being, if I'm being honest, but but I would not I would not tar everyone in America with that same brush. It's impossible to do that from the get go, anyways. I mean, all we can do is just describe behavioral tendencies, and then there's the whole Venn diagram. Uh, yeah. which is so utterly complex, but uh, it's, um, you know, the app, the actual application is not that simple, but all we can do is just try to outline, you know, behavioral when, tendencies. When the Venn diagram looks like the, looks like an Instagram photo of a bubble bath. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stephanie just put one in the chat here. Yeah. I was going to mention, uh, have you seen that a lot of European companies are telling, co are, yeah. are telling companies that if they have tax avoidance schemes or pay dividends, they can kiss goodbye to any government support. Bingo. Exactly. This. I mean, how now, look at the U.S. They're they're trying to do legislation where the money goes out to the people, and the ones that were previously signed, where the big companies could get the money, those went through without a hitch. The newest one that's trying to be made for. You know the Johnny small business owner and all, and the people that work for him or her. the The Republican Party's pitching a hissy fit. Well, okay, and the reason they're pitching the hissy fit is because of the delay, not necessarily the content of the delay, but the fact that it's being delayed. Yes, it's the previous the previous stimulus package, people gamed the system. They were assholes. It was not something that the government said, you know what, we're going to slide a couple of billion dollars to all these big companies because reasons. No. Big companies came in like that um, Ruth Crisp Steakhouse or whatever. Uh, that was one of them. And there was another one. Uh, what was it? Uh, not Steak and Shake, but something similar. No, steak and Shake gave the money back. All $10 million. 
Was it Steak and Shake or was it somebody yeah. else? Steak and Shake else. gave back all ten million dollars when they yeah because they qualified because, oh, yeah because they got caught yeah but th- like them other companies gamed the last system or gamed the last one to try to get whatever they could um, because their hotshot lawyer said hey you know what we're gonna play a loophole so. The, the next one, they're trying to get it out to the small businesses who need it. And the reason the Republicans are so ticked that it's the, the, why they're throwing the hissy fit is because the Democrats are trying to put in enough safeguards so that it does go to the right people. I get that. But Sorry, it, it's, not, it's, not that the, it's not that they're, they're, they're trying to shuffle it off to their billionaire buddies. I don't, I don't believe that. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get it out for the sake of expediency, hoping or believing in the goodwill of the American people. And yes, I threw up a little bit in my mouth when I said that. I don't Pardon believe that's in Is that the, the, the same people who are advocating trickle-down economics? No. No. The, by and large, Perhaps the, I something. by and large, the general populace wants people to be able to have. They want to get. They want to get theirs. No lie. If you're giving me money, I'm gonna go ahead and take <coughs> the money. But when it comes to push to shove in a situation like this, generally speaking, people want to be able to help each other. When the okay. uh, when the the Basically, the entirety of the eastern seaboard ended up having the the power grid collapse in the 70s. People ended up helping each other out when there were were fires that that raged for literal blocks in New York. Mm -hmm. When... Once again, I think it's important to separate the general populace from the quote-unquote, ruling class. The motivations of the beach. I mean, you know, we're all together in a community and we're all, we're quite aware of, uh, you know, our neighbor. And of course, in times of duress, we're going to be doing our best to help them. But I mean, up at that level. You know, it's, it's, it's really hard for me, personally, to think in terms of I don't want to help someone that needs the help. I mean, we've 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 got industries here in the United States for exactly that. We've we've got things like uh, we've got things like uh, GoFundMe and and Kickstarter and and we've got uh, um, modest needs and and we've got people that that try to get uh charity uh charity lawn fates or or uh spaghetti dinners or shivetta chicken dinner charity things drives for people with medical expense these there are opportunities where people say i need help i need you to help me help them and 
I simply cannot fathom the idea of somebody who's got more money than they could spend in a lifetime simply not helping. And we're the ones that sometimes we're living on a month-to-month basis and we'll still throw in a little bit here and there because we can. And what does that say about the people who are otherwise on the, like I said, month-to-month? I've seen, you know, people talk about, oh, well, the church is good for this and the church is good for that. It's like, well, the churches that I have in my life observed being the most giving are the ones that have the least to give. You have all these mega churches. You have like Joel Steens and so on and so on. These multi-million dollar mega homes and their mega churches. They have these huge flat screen TVs to watch the sports game after the ceremony and so on and so on. And where are they in all this? Oh, you need to keep donating to the church. At most, some of them have gone like silent. They're nowhere to be found. The little church down the street, down from where I live, they make lunches. They tell anybody who can't eat, doesn't matter what you make. Even if you even if you make lots of money and you just can't cook, shop, you get lunch. That's it. The little church who's got like rundown walls and all that other stuff. The, the, the one that can barely scrape by to do the little fried chicken bake thing that they do every once in a while. That's the one who's giving. That's the one who has people in it who care, regardless of the religion. They they care about other people because they've been there. Yeah. Stephanie. Um, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Stephanie uh, uh, put another thing and, and she's absolutely right. Funny how everyone becomes socialist when there's an emergency. It's how we've survived as a species. Uh, I don't think that I don't think there's any way that uh, that somebody could argue against that. It's it, it, it's like I've said. No one economic model, taken strictly, will ever succeed. Because of the human factor, you know, up, up here in Canada, it's a blended economy. You know, it, it's capitalist. We have businesses, we have infrastructure, we have supply lines, but we also recognize that we also have a welfare state. So there is a socialist element. What do you same call thing in Denmark? State? Same thing in other places. There, there is a capital capitalist backbone to get products running back and forth, but there's a recognition that there are people that need help. And so those who, those that have give up via taxes and other things give up so that those who have not, or who have stumbled can be held up to the point where eventually they could become part of the haves and continue the cycle. If I could but there's, there's part of a mindset that. there though. Things would be much simpler if, um, profit margins weren't so high because I mean it, essentially what the, the taxing is doing <coughs> rich is 
taking, I don't know what to call it, just taking a big cut of the profit margins made and giving it back to the people. Well, well that's in, in essence, that's yeah. what it's doing. But I mean, um, whether the money actually gets back to the people or not, uh, I don't. That's just well, I, I can I can actually talk about this because I've actually had some experience with it. Uh, one of the companies I used to work for had a profit sharing thing. So what would happen is if if the company turned a profit that year, uh, the lawyers would come in or they would have an audit done on their their fiscal year's finances. And after your operating expenses are taken care of, after your uh, expected profit growth for reinvestment is taken in. Uh, once all the once all the obligations are taken care of, if there's anything left over, that becomes part of or that becomes the profit share, which is then divided up amongst all the workers. That's awesome. uh, it's a, it's the same thing with bonus checks. In my last job, I had bonus checks. If you made if they made a profit uh, at a certain level. Uh, again, once all the obligations are taken care of and you've got enough, uh, and you've got enough profits that you can reinvest into your company. And this is the crucial part. Um, anything that's left over again, goes part, goes into the bonus plan and everybody in the company gets a check cut for that, for a bonus amount. Now, when I say reinvest into the company, that's where I think a lot of the big businesses are not doing. That's they what capitalism will, was at the origin. Yeah, but but see, people now will take that profit that they're supposed to reinvest into the company and simply pad their own bank account with it and say, sorry, we don't have enough money to give you a bonus. Oh, by the way, have you seen uh, my wife's new diamond-encrusted solid gold dildo? Oh, because I like can't get it up for her anymore. anymore. Yeah. And, and you see, I, I think that's where a lot of it's gone wrong is that the original spirit of, you know, what a capitalist society is and what it means and what's expected of the people who live in that society, that's fallen apart to the point where now it's just money, 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 me, 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 me at least in the States, you know, I, I can't speak for the rest of the world where other, where, you know, other countries that have capitalist, um, I don't want to say features, but that, that use capitalism as part of their national economic model in conjunction with other things, you know, like I, I could speak for, I can speak for Canada, you know, I can say, yeah, you know, we've got, you know, we, we do deal in the exchange of goods that that is part of capitalism. We do produce things to make money so that we can, you know, purchase other things, but we also recognize that there are people, myself included, uh, who are falling on hard times, although I haven't fallen quite as hard as some people, but the fact is I can get EI. I just applied for, um, supplemental life insurance uh, last Friday uh, just so I can get a decent drug plan because I'm, I'm running low on the meds. Uh, Bridget might find this interesting. Um, 
for a level of care that is comparable to what I had with my company, including the drug plan, which I only have to pay the dispensing fee, um, 70 bucks a month. And that, that could go up to 150 if I had chosen like a more robust plan, but I'm just trying to limp along until I get a job. But yeah. the thing is there here, we have structures in place that I can take advantage of until I get back on my feet. And this, uh, it's not uh, just to make, I think Canada has mm -hmm. a lot of the same attitude as the Americans. It's just that things are more comfortable in Canada. What you're seeing in the United States is what happens when uh, everyone for the, themselves ism. Um, yeah, when the economy goes to shit, this is what happens. When, you know, because people in the U.S., uh, people under duress, uh, they're in a survival situation. So you're going to see the worst possible behavior. Mm -hmm. It's almost like people, <coughs> people locked in a room and... <clears throat> They have a limited amount of food. I mean, watch what happens. I mean, if you've got a group of Christians in there, um, and you've got a, you know, a couple atheists, well, who do you think is going to be dinner first? <laughs> eat the rich. There's only one thing that they're good for. Eat the rich. Now you see, can, I would have gone with the Motorhead version of that song, but that's just me. Could be. Uh, but. But yeah, um, I, I just meant, wanted to say that the, the everyone for themselvesism it, it tends to be it, it's more general. It's not limited just to the U.S. The U.S. just unfortunately, you know, people have been quote unquote reliant on their or dependent on the the government since mm -hmm. so long to do everything for them. Well, if you have people dependent on you. And you're you're thinking for other people that that's a situation that's just open to corruption, and that's exactly what happened in the U.S. Yeah, we're uh, we're at the top, a little bit past the top of the hour, and um, I'm I'm unfortunately fading uh, uh, really quickly tonight. I'm I'm still having a little bit of a sleep cycle issue uh it's not been real good the last couple of days but i'm 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 better but i'm just not really great so uh i gotta uh i gotta wrap this really quickly over here um bridget did you you had the the least amount of time tonight so uh was there anything that was kind of left off the table for you that you wanted to drop out mm, not really I miss having ReasonCon. I miss seeing all my family, and you know, hopefully, we can have some type of a convention or something next year. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna really see a, uh, about having an opportunity for us to to have a maybe not exactly the uh, maybe not at this time of night, but see if we can't get a, a, a gathering of folks to kind of swap in and out and, and rehash a thing. You know, an opportunity to go ahead and piss off Gene because Gene deserves it. <laughs> that's a, that's another thing. Um, 
gents, is there uh, is there anything that's like really quick that's kind of missing from everything else for you guys? Um, there's hope, but it's not the kind of hope that people want. People, from what I've heard, from what I've interacted with, people want to go back to their life the way it was before the pandemic. I'm sorry, with any pandemic, that never is going to happen. Pandemics change the world. End of story. The world is going to change. It's currently changing. It's going to continue to change. But life is change. And there's the hope. Life is change. We will do better at making vaccines. We are ramping up our systems and science and medicine to make vaccines quicker, better, and faster than ever before. We as a people are learning tricks and techniques that we will need to survive through the pandemic while the science does its thing. And we now have the better ability than ever before to document everything so that the next time a pandemic comes around, we have the reference material to go, this is what worked, this is what didn't work, this is what we had to do. And we have all this wonderful evidence and documentation. We will see daylight again. We will come out of the cave and we'll do it faster than our ancestors ever did in, t- in, in terms of how many are able to get through it. But it's going to take time and that takes patience. And that's the hard part because none of us are used to this. Not one of us. No matter how bad you feel, you've got a neighbor feeling that too. You're not alone. You really are not. And we care. We love one another. I was just talking to my neighbor today just to see how she was doing because I hadn't talked to her in a while. You know, and she's a single mom. And being a single parent, that's freaking hard. I made carrot cake yesterday and I took a couple, I took a few pieces over to my neighbor. Who was infected, by the way? There's a lot of people that, if they found out their neighbor was infected, wouldn't wouldn't take that risk. Yeah. Oh, I left it outside her door and rang the doorbell. They wouldn't even they take that know. much of a risk. Huh? They wouldn't even take that much of a risk, is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's good. Of well, you. learning yeah, about good. how it works is, uh, you know part of the survival i mean that right there education is key and yeah, what you basically time. described was what you basically described what's going to change from before well what what you described is basically thinking sorry to say but i mean that it, it basically comes down to that i mean that's what people aren't used to doing because, you know, we live such comfortable lives. Um, we go to the store, we buy our shit, and, like, everything's there, available, convenient. And we don't have to really pay any thought to it. But, I mean, in times like this, it's when we learn that, uh, well, maybe we shouldn't be taking all this all for granted. Yeah, and... What's more, um, maybe it'll be a good idea instead of letting um, our quote-unquote betters, speaking of politicians, 
uh, decide how all this works for us, uh, maybe we should get a little more involved and have a say in, you know, how our the the fruit of our production is um, used and misused. Yeah, something for that, um, Dallin. Any any anything last left for you? Um, if you can help, and you see a need, fill a need. But like they say on the airplane, make sure your own mask is attached before you attach someone else's. Do what you can, but don't overextend yourself to the point that you end up needing help. That's all I can really say about that. No, that's fair. And um, I think that's probably uh, the, the best thing to remember. Yeah, we've, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep being here for you. And that's collectively as well as individually. We're going to do the best that we can. And yeah, do what you can. Take care of yourselves. And just... It seems like such a trite expression, but it, it's still real. It's little things. Some people are not going to be able to say, hey, look, could you do this for me? Just make a carrot cake. I hate carrot cake. Carrot, there's no reason why vegetables should be in a cake. Whatever. Um, but it's okay to not be able to, too. Just just remember, like I keep trying to remind everybody, it's okay to feel lonely. Just don't think that you're alone. I'm not doing real good. I need to get out of here because uh, I'm, I'm now well past my, uh, um, well past my point. So, as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Uh, we hope that you found something worthwhile with all of our perspectives and you got something to really consider uh stephanie as always you know thank you glad you were able to make it you take care of yourself please stay safe over there and um just remember since you think you missed the horrible scopes remember we don't speak english over here we speak american so just it's important for later keep smiling as always everybody on the panel thank you very much joseph uh, you take care of yourself, and uh, thanks thanks for being able to make it, man. Yeah, you too, sir. I'm trying. Uh, tech, uh, you take care of yourself, and um, I guess we'll see you when we see you, right? Absolutely. You guys, take care too. Yeah, you, and uh, good luck with good luck with your little one and all. Eventually, when I get to see him. Fair, Bridget. You take care of yourself. Um, go ahead and uh, lambast him, and uh, let us know if there's anything going on for uh, uh, for uh, uh, the trailer park. Yeah, fuck Mike Pence and forty-five too. Good of you to get that out of there. Um, as far as uh, as far as trailer park at the moment, uh, I don't remember seeing anything that was going on uh, planning-wise just yet. Uh, did I miss anything? Uh, still on hiatus. I'm not sure for how long. Okay. So, yeah. 
No worries. And uh, also, you know, you try to take care of you too, huh? Yeah, I'm trying. This, you know, is finally starting to get to me, but uh, I think it's getting to everybody. The whole coronavirus thing is just, eh. True enough. There's a, there's a huge choice between choosing not to go out and not being able to go out. So even I'm going a bit stir crazy. So hang in there. Yeah. And, uh, Dallin, you, uh, good luck with everything, man. And thank you very yeah. much for so much. I'm glad I can still go out, uh, <laughs> for however long that's going to last. I mean, I don't go out that much, you know, just out for my walk or whatever, or to go, if I'm feeling a need to pick up a drink or something, I can go do that still and not get arrested. I just realized if you take your, uh, if you take your, uh, uh, your, uh, pool cue with you, anybody that's within striking distance is too close. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's true. <laughs> just a thought. That, that is something to think about. See, it's a practical gift for yourself. I can just see it now, walking with that thing, you know, walking next to, you know, see, no, just see, you know, some, some little lady walking beside me, just whip out the cue, boom, you're too close. (laughs) (laughs) Almost as bad. I know. Okay. I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to run us over time here, but I did miss one story last night. I just thought I'd let you guys know. Uh, Florida protesters on the beach. Some dude for the lulls was going to go walking around the beach dressed as the Grim Reaper. Yes. I think it wasn't he actually a lawyer that did that. I don't know. I didn't read it. Something along those lines. But yeah, was actually doing that. I was going to read it last night, but I didn't. I think the morticians should do that. They should go and go, hey, by the way, just in case you need my services, here's a business card. I put it in a plastic Ziploc baggie just to be safe. And then when they read it and they find out it's from a mortician. Like, don't worry. I'll do your hair and all your makeup. Your last days uh, in existence will look beautiful. Tech, tech, you're missing. Walk up to them wearing a black suit. Don't say a word. Have your mask on. Measure them with a tape measure. Ah! And when you're done... Give them the card and walk away. Say nothing. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> you think I could get away with it with the beard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, let, let, let's get out of here before let's, she let's wrap it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keyboard imprint on the forehead's not fun. You've got a thing to say. Yes, I do. Um, for the audio version of this, uh, you can go over to uh, holycrapthevlogcast.com. I uh, should have it updated soon. And I got my own blog over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Appreciate it, man, greatly. Uh, all of our information for contact is also off the website. Uh, please feel free to uh, drop in anytime if you'd like to leave a voicemail message. Uh, number is 859-HCTV-554. 859-428-8554, something other than, uh, you know, fuck you would be really nice. Appreciate it. And uh, until next time, because i got to get my ass out of here because I, I'm really fading fast. 
thank you all for being with us and believing in what we do. It really, it really means a lot. Just be safe. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, it is soon to be 15 years. I am still in love. Matane, Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream with me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.